1: It's another episode of Sports Yak podcast. Who types this
2: stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Schwartz. I'm an icon, the class of 2019, Indiana sports writer and sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie, and the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yet, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Sift Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Usually. Except this week.
1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. A podcast that has been de aged 30 years and now can't even get into R rated movies. It's Sift Pop. I'd be too. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sif Pop Streaming live on Spreaker most weekends and available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Yeah. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, (laughs) and he's my delightful and debonair co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy! And each week we'll chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe strikes our fancy. How you doing, man? Good. Is it darker in here? Or is it the fact that those so. lights last week were, like, blinding? Yes. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, the TV lights are so bright yeah. that once you're just in regular room lights, it does feel a little bit dark. <laughs> um, I w- we'll just turn on the TV lights for you and make oh, you gosh, feel... Oh, gosh, no,
2: because I remember, like, I had to sit in my car for a while just to let my eyes readjust. If we ever go
1: if we ever go live, and this is the plan, to do live video every week, um, we're just going to have to invest in sunscreen.
2: <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> oh, like... Yeah
1: we're both very white we,
2: we yes. burn
1: easy yes it's yeah. very true uh, so yeah it's, I don't think it's too much darker in here nah. um, excited because we're going to talk about Captain Marvel today yeah. and anytime there's a Marvel movie out um, both meanings intended in this case uh, we will uh, we will enjoy that so or I should say we will enjoy talking about that at least yeah um, so excited to kind of get into that but we've got a lot of fun stuff to go along with it of course we've got some buried treasure uh, we'll do at the end um, we've got a SIFT Quest that I found interesting about uh, TV that you've watched the most. Our Best Ever Challenge is Kick Butt Female Leads, uh, so that'll be fun to talk about that. Um, and uh, and of course, we'll review Captain Marvel. And before we get into our first segment, I did want to mention, speaking of the Best Ever Challenge and the reviews, that kind of stuff, some of this stuff's starting to pop up at SIFTpop.com now. So every Friday, we're releasing an official Best Ever Challenge for the website, where the writers for siftpop.com each submit a paragraph of their favorite movie that encapsulates whatever the topic is, and then we arrange those in a top 10 list as well, some honorable mentions. So if you want to check that out, just go to siftpop.com. We've got the one up for this week, the one up for last week, and we plan on doing one of those every single Friday, so a little bit of fun. And Sweet. Uh, If you'd like to participate, if you'd like to contribute, uh, you can always hit up the email address, uh, Blake at Sifpop.com or submissions at Sifpop.com. Both work well. Um, but we'd like to kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week I
2: scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. Epic three topics for us to discuss, and we collectively must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, the MCU has officially created Crossed the seven billion dollar
1: domestic
2: Ooh, box office night. since the first iron man
1: movie wow you care um, i mean only in that I, I mean money is just money but like no that's not true it is no it really is money is just money that's all it is it's just dollar signs it's just you know money but at the end of the day it symbolizes something that has changed cinema so yeah i care in that way you know the idea that that money drives a lot of people to do what they do. And so this kind of cinematic universe is making this kind of money. Uh, You best bet they're going to keep doing this kind of universe. So uh, before we move on, I just like to think about all the
2: movies before the actual MCU grant, there was like Blade and the X-Men movies and then the the, uh, Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um, you know, they they weren't really... They made money, mm-hmm. you know? Batman, of course. Yeah, Batman, the, um, the most famous MCU mm-hmm. character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but to think... Well, I guess you could say comic book movies in general. That's You're what right. I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Because Blade's um, not
1: necessarily in the MCU. He is. So. Well, he's not in the MCU. Yeah,
2: or the MCU. Yeah, he's he's a Marvel character. He's a Marvel character. character. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's uh, what I thought. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, um, But, yeah, to think about comic movies in general, like the Schumacher Batmans, like you said, I think you could look at maybe the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, mm-hmm. but other than that, really, comic book movies were kind of... I don't want to say scoffed at, some of them obviously were, the Mm -hmm. Schumacher Batmans were. Um, The sequel, the Spider-Man 3 was horrible, you know. Um, And then all the Hulk movies. Yeah. Like Ang Lee's. Um, But then the MCU came along and they not only changed comic book game, they changed the game for movies in general.
1: Oh, yeah. Completely. Completely changed the way we see the idea of... Sequels, the way we see the idea of an expanded universe that wasn't even in our lexicon before the MCU. Yeah. Expanded universe. What? I mean, there were movies that had, like, uh, what we would have called at the time, um, spinoffs. Right. We would have called them spinoff movies like Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers. You know, that's television, obviously. But you know what I'm saying? But now with the MCU, all of a sudden, no, no, no. It's an expanded universe. (laughs) It's the idea of all these things impact each other. And and that definition continues to evolve and grow with, you know, Disney Plus starting their streaming service and doing the the Loki show and maybe the Scarlet Witch and Vision show. And it's like. With the same characters, and so now, I mean, you could say like Agents of Shield is in the MCU, yeah. So they've or the co- Netflix movies, or Netflix, or the Netflix show- they I, are technically. Well, uh, yeah, it's not the thing. Agents of Shield did was much more connected. Like they would have their. Uh, I'm seasons just saying that they are
2: technically with- connected. Granted, they never really showed right. anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of
1: it's kind of one of those deals, but um, but yeah, just kind of continuing to evolve and change what that looks like, and. You know, at some point, I just I I don't know where it all collapses in on itself where it's like, okay, this is too much. But you look at what comic books have done for years. They've always found ways to reinvent, you know, the universes and play together. And, you know, here come X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Four back into the family. And how is that all going to play into it? So, yeah, I find it fascinating. I think it's. I think it's amazing, yeah. and and, and uh, let's not overlook the fact they just keep making good movies. Yeah, you know what I mean. If nothing else, they keep making fun movies. I was telling somebody the other day, um, you know, we were talking about Captain Marvel and whether or not we enjoyed it, and we actually had differing opinions. But I said when it comes to Marvel, even when it's you know Thor: The Dark World, I come out <laughs> going that was a good time. I have fun with that. The you know caliber I mean? of
2: MCU movies is so much higher. It's kind of like Pixar. Right. A bad MCU movie is
1: still an okay movie. Well, because they get the formula, right? They get the formula of what it means to have fun with something. Yeah. And you can come out of it like you do with The Dark World and maybe a couple other MCU movies, and you go, okay, I can pick that apart. That's not great because of this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. But at the same time, when I watched it, I was like, I'm having a good time. I'm glad yeah. my butt's in this seat. I'm enjoying these characters. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's It's kind of fascinating how well they've put together what they do. Yeah, another thing I was thinking about, and
2: I know we're really beating this, uh, do we care to the ground? Is the fact that it it thinks of, it makes me think of like so many uh, young people. You know, like you and I, we grew up in an age without the internet. I
1: appreciate you uh, including me in your age range.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. I didn't have a a computer (laughs) until I was eighteen. Yeah, yeah I, and we didn't have the internet until I was actually in college. Yeah, and I, you were probably in the same boat, probably. Well,
1: yeah, I had a different version of the internet in college than you did, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah, but yes, AOL, well, yes, exactly, yeah.
2: yeah, that was my college internet too. Yeah, um, but then, uh, you know, people grow up today now with like kids, uh, like toddlers have iPads and stuff right. like that. Um, and if you take that to an entertainment standpoint. There are going to be kids growing up who have never known a world without a cinematic universe. Well, right.
1: Well, in ways, the similarity to us on the movie uh, front is we've never known a world without summer blockbusters. Yeah, and we you think think the people before us that wasn't a thing. You know, you just released movies during the year, but then. Spielberg comes along and does Jaws and the Star Wars movies come along. and know, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's Something. this thing where, you know, every summer you're going to have the big movie. And yeah. and we don't know a world before that, you know. So it is, you know, these kind of seismic shifts change, you know, our entertainment experience. That's a, lot a much better
2: analogy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah.
2: All right. Number two. Yeah. Fox. Uh, Where did it go? Here. Uh, while just while say, you're finishing looking this up, I okay, will just say yeah.
1: I, I I read that um, just before we walked in here that Captain Marvel is the second biggest opening for a Marvel film ever, really? money wise. Besides
2: mm-hmm. behind Infinity War, yeah. Some? Wow. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. <laughs> I think that is. I think that's the long tail of Infinity War too at work. I think I think it's the idea of we have to see all these movies, you know. After Absolutely. Infinity yeah. War, so
2: I think people. I don't want to. No, I'm not going to say that because that might be you know taken away so much of what Captain Marvel was doing I was thinking along are people only seeing Captain Marvel just for continuity for end game I think some people are
1: you think I I think that's part of the reason but I don't but like you I don't want to take away from the fact that people are going to see this movie because they want to see this movie yeah so, go ahead. What's your number two? All right, number two. 20th Century Fox owes Bones
2: producers and actors over $179 million what? in withheld profits. What? So, this must be a
1: disagreement, right? No. So It's not a disagreement. They, they admit that they owe them that money? Yeah, they've been wow. hiding hiding
2: away this money, and an arbitrator found out and said, hey, you have not been paying these bones people like all the money that they're technically owed you wow. owe them over 179 million dollars
1: and now disney's like well we just bought
2: fox mm-hmm. so. <laughs>
1: well i wondered if that's why they found it i wondered if disney's doing their oh their... like the books and stuff mm-hmm. if disney's like before the sale goes through we want to know all the details yeah.
2: um this is the second highest uh withholdings found by an arbitrator for a uh production company wow ironically Guess who's number one you know, that is Disney. <laughs> it's Disney. I think it was somewhere around 300 million and it was for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wow. Oh, yeah. So Interesting. That's the number one.
1: Wow. I you know man the math, the sneaky math that is done on profit sharing and that kind of stuff is just Yeah. It's why can't it it's I feel the same way about taxes. I'm just like why can't it be simple? Just tax me a percentage and let's go home. You know like <laughs> Well, why do I have to? Do you te- why do I have to spend weeks and weeks figuring out you, itemized things? And
2: do you technically uh, tax yourself as somebody who owns their own
1: business? Yes, me too. And it's the worst. It is. So oh, horrible. it's so horrible. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I don't I don't understand why it can't be simple and why we all can't figure it out. Um, except that when things are complex, and you'll see this throughout history, complexity allows power dynamics. So when you make things complex, you can give power to a certain group of people yeah. because then they get to own the complexity and they get to figure it out. You know, I think simplicity is, is our best friend. If we want equality, I'm so, right there with you. Anyways, continue. Number three. Yep.
2: Idris Elba will be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in the DCU. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I definitely care. How do you feel? I love Idris Elba. Yeah, I really do. And it, I had to look it up because I was curious. Yes, Idris Elba is younger than Will Smith. Is he? He's. 40. I figured he
1: was. I mean, Will's getting up there, right? He's
2: 50. Right? Yeah, Will Smith's And 50s. Idris Elba's 46. Nice. But Idris Elba, you know, he has that gravelly voice that you mm. know you only lend to people who you think are older, and Will Smith <laughs> has been looking the exact same (laughs) since he was on Fresh Prince right so yeah the guy just doesn't age but yeah uh going back to the DCEU um I'm okay with this I think that he's gonna have a side of that character that lends itself more towards a style like a more serious version of that character do you think they'll get meta with it do you think they'll make jokes about it inside the movie? It depends. It depends on what movie he actually makes his debut in. If it's mm. going to be that Suicide Squad 2 movie, knowing James's gun, there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, like, That's hey, did wondered. you save, shave or something? No, yeah. no. Yeah. no I, I have no idea. Or maybe they'll just play it safe and just put the, uh, the, the monocle scope on him and just say, uh, maybe they won't notice <laughs> uh, even though they're definitely going to notice it's not Will Smith but yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with it uh,
1: anytime Idris is in a movie I'm always going to give it the benefit of the doubt I just love the guy did you see him on SNL? he hosted SNL last week or this week? I haven't
2: watched SNL this week. in forever
1: did you do good? I th- I mean I thought he was fine he wasn't as good as John Mulaney, who just like owned the okay, place. Okay, I but... did watch the
2: John Mulaney episode. His opening bit is so good.
1: Yeah, he just does does some comedy. Yeah, he's so funny. Now it's going to wrap up, Do we care? Very nice. Well, let's get into the review for the week. The movie of the week at Sif Pop this week is, of course, Captain Marvel.
2: So you're not from around here.
1: It's hard to explain.
3: keep having these memories i see flashes i think i had a life here but i can't tell if it's real
1: captain marvel is an x did you like that I really did. Thank you. I appreciate that. Extraterrestrial Kree warrior who finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic battle between her people and the Skrulls. Living on Earth in 1995, she keeps having recurring memories of another life as U.S. Air Force pilot Carol Danvers. With help from Nick Fury, Captain Marvel tries to uncover the secrets of her past while harnessing her special superpowers to end the war with the evil Skrulls. Uh, Brie Larson coming in as Captain Marvel, the first. Took 20 movies. The first female led Marvel movie. There have been other female superhero characters. Yeah, We've Black Widow, had Black like Widow. Scarlet Witch. That's right. But never to lead a movie like this. So here's the question with no pressure, no gender pressure at all, God. Andrew. Let's just you know, subtract that from the equation. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Uh, I'm in between okay and liked it. Leaning more
2: towards liked it, I think.
1: I'm in loved it. Really? But on the lower side of loved it. I'm not over the moon, but I am heading there. Here's the thing. I'm just going to preface up front.
2: I have way more cons with this movie than pros. Okay. But the simple fact that it's an MCU movie and it fits in really well gives a lot of of you know leg to stand on
1: i i really do i feel like that's a great place to start because i really do feel one of the strengths of this movie is how well the puzzle piece fits into what's going on in the mcu how much the backstory of what we're finding out here feels valid and legitimate and except for maybe one or two moments not forced you know it doesn't feel like you know a forced connection to things going on it's just like oh, here is this build-up to end game continuing with another, and it's just like right in time we get to know this character right before it becomes really important to the overall MCU. Um, I found that stuff really important and valuable, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start. What else did you like about it? The
2: effects in this movie are amazing. It's so good. More, and when I say effects, yes, whenever you see... Danvers go binary, you know, and, you know, light up and everything. Go binary. Is that what it's called? Yeah.
1: Okay. Very Um,
2: nice. But... I'm more talking about Clark Gregg and Sam Jackson de-aging right? in this.
1: It's over, right? Like yeah. It is over. Any uncanny act, Valley is gone. It's gone. I mean, maybe it's an uncanny indentation by this point. I don't know. But it's... it's it's <laughs> An uncanny puddle. <laughs> yeah, it's an uncanny wrinkle or two. I don't know. No, but it's so good. It is. It's especially the Sam Jackson stuff. Like, yeah. There were a couple of times with, with Clark Gregg where I was like, eh, it's a little maybe, but... I didn't see it. But just barely. But the Sam Jackson, I was like, oh, cool. We went back in time. Very nice.
2: Do you think it has to deal more with the fact that Sam Jackson in this movie way more than Clark Gregg? So they know they had to spend as much detail on him as possible. I mean,
1: yeah, I guess that could be part of it for sure. Um, I also think that um, and maybe maybe this is the case with both of them because they're both kind of like their energy is young anyway. So Sam Jackson, at his age, still has a young energy to him. Mm-hmm. So, th- I mean, there were there were a couple moments where he, the character was running. Oh, I noticed <laughs> that, too. And I'm like, <laughs> and oh, like, that's an old man run. I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, you can't quite de-age that. That's a Liam Neeson taking three run right that's, there. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm almost there, you know, like, you know, taking no shots. I'm just saying you can tell. Um, so there were a couple of those moments. But <laughs> their their overall energy is youthful yes right and so the way sam jackson talks makes sense with a young version of sam jackson and i think even clark Gregg has a has a youthful energy to kind of his sense of humor and in those kind of things so um so I, maybe that does have something to do with it but i mean you you look at the progression of how they've deaged characters even going back to robert downey jr you know in in iron man and, and it keeps getting better and, and it, it keeps getting time, better and it was already good then yeah you know
2: even then, I was saying that's not Uncanny Valley. That's just a young Tony right, Stark.
1: Right. That's a r- young Robert. And was it Andrew Pfeiffer Jr. in Ant Man and the Wasp? Michelle Pfeiffer,
2: and they did Michael Douglas too.
1: Man, I just—I you like, guys
2: send Michelle Pfeiffer actually for the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, I didn't write on that one. Oh, but okay, I
1: thought it was fine. I thought it looked great. I, I did too. I I the, when I say it's over, what I mean is it's just you can do anything now. Like you can, an actor can be themselves from twenty. I like I, I got just. You know, oodles more excited for the Irishman, you know, just thinking, man, if it's this good, if De Niro really looks like young De Niro and Mm -hmm. I just, man, it's, it's kind of exciting and also really scary, right? You know, how far do you take it At, at some point? And I don't know that we're that far away. At some point, you can make... Reincarnation? Well, yes. You can make computer-generated movies that look like they're live action. Yeah. Right? At some point. We're not there, obviously, but boy, are we getting close. I remember they thought they were
2: at that point whenever they did uh, Beowulf. They thought, you know, we can do it, but they were pretty... They were still pretty far off. Yeah. But like you said, we're getting close. I just can't even imagine how expensive that would be. Yeah. Like, actually, just get an actor.
1: It's got to be cheaper. No, I, I agree. The effects are absolutely yeah. astonishing. And, and the the visual effects, aside from the de-aging, are really great, too. Yeah. I thought that stuff was cool. So you
2: love this movie. you got to have a lot more pros than I do. Why don't you throw some out?
1: Well, here's something. I guess, I'll, you know what? I'll save that because I think that's something that um, uh, other people might disagree with. So maybe that'll offer some, some conversation. But I want to start with Brie Larson. I think she is captivating. I love her in this. She's such a perfect... Character and such a perfect embodiment of the the energy and mystery of this character and the joy she has at certain moments in this, I found uh, absolutely contagious. Um, and uh, the fact of so, I'm I'm trying to tiptoe around a few spoilers, sure. But she does some things in relationships here that I found uh, genuinely moving, and I think she adds. I mean, we know she's a good actress. I mean, we know we've seen her do great dramatic work and other stuff before. Room is spectacular. I mean, yes, is great. Um,
2: Not the room,
1: which is also spectacular <laughs> in a totally different way. Ah. Um, no, but I think she is doing great dramatic work in a movie that almost doesn't need it because it's doing something else. Um, but I think it adds such a an essence to that character. That I really enjoyed it. I really liked her. I think she carries the movie.
2: Uh, I totally disagree with you on that. I don't think that... I thought she was dry. And I don't think that she showed enough range that that character... And this is not coming from somebody who knows the origin and the personality of somebody in the comic books. This is just a total critical review. I don't think that uh, the character I saw is going to mesh well with the rest of the mcu and that's something that i always look for whenever i see a a marvel movie i'm like how are they going to fit into the overall picture and i found her just different enough to where i was like uh, i don't know even when i saw guardians of the galaxy which was tonally different Mm -hmm. i looked at those characters and i'm like you know what they're funny they're quirky they're gonna fit in great with iron man and the rest of those guys seeing them interact with thor one day you know so I can appreciate you. I'm glad you really liked her <laughs> performance. But yeah, uh, I
1: didn't expect a disagreement on this. Um, yeah. But that, hey, everybody sees something different. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I completely disagree. I, I thought her chemistry with Sam Jackson was amazing. I thought those two as kind of like a buddy comedy together was great. I thought they played off of each other well.
2: I think so too. Um I will give a shout out to Ben Mendelssohn who I just love. Yeah. I thought he did a really if good anybody job.
1: steals the show, Ben Mendelssohn steals the show. Like yeah. he's 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 really good in this. Yeah,
2: he's yeah, he is really, really good.
1: And funny. Very funny. Yeah.
2: Um I want to talk on that humor. Um I think a couple of things were really forced to get humor. Um there's something that is now officially canon mm-hmm. that uh I don't like, uh-huh. but that's just preferential. But I do think that there are some moments in this movie, and not all of them, because I think that a majority of it is funny. Mm-hmm. But there are moments in this movie, I'm like really, you're pushing for the the humor and right there, and it's just not working for me. I
1: mentioned there are a couple moments that do feel forced to me. Um, one of them is uh, a humor. Um, another one is a song choice that I was just that felt very pandery um, and out of place uh so i think i can see what you're talking about but those were very very few for me there was just a couple times where i felt that way for the most part the humor really worked for me uh did you got any more pros um the humor worked for me here's the other big pro i had uh (laughs) this is such you know one of the things that the, the marvel cinematic universe gets dinged for rightfully so i think sometimes is sameness you know the, the same origin story. We know exactly how it goes. Here are the, here are the points of this, the journey. And then at the end, here's the battle that's going to happen. Same versus same. You know, blah, blah, blah. That kind of thing. And this was different. I felt like this was a fresh... I
2: totally disagree. That's fresh, great. How can you disagree with that? It's so different. I will have to wait until... Spoilers. And I get... Okay. I'm going to pull back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different from MCU's... But it's a very copy and paste hero
1: origin story. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm excited to hear you talk about that. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So um, so I felt when I was watching this that it was a different kind of Marvel origin story for me that I really enjoyed. I loved the, um, the uniqueness um, thematically. I loved structurally how unique it was. Uh, I loved the way it played with uh, tropes that we're used to and kind of spun them on their head. I thought that was very interesting and good, um, and because of that, it allowed a different kind of emotional energy to the movie that I haven't seen in a lot of MCU movies. There's an emotional energy to this movie that is more complex and interesting to me than uh, a lot of the other ones. Yeah. So I, I found I found that fascinating to live in and fascinating for them to explore in that way. Yeah. So yeah. I think you get what I'm putting now. We'll I really t- we'll do. T- we'll, we'll talk uh, more detailed and spoilers, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about if if my positives have not already brought out all your negatives. What other, no, what I, other cons I do, do agree with some of your positives.
2: I don't. And this is going to sound like one of those things where you know it's going to come off that I hate this movie. You know, when well only I in say,
1: comparison that I like it more. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I um, here. Let me let me mention this because this is another thing I love that I actually think I'm in the minority on. Okay. I love her superpowers. I love oh, the binary? How, I I love how powerful she is and um I I've already heard a couple friends talk about um man I don't know how spoilerly... I don't think this is spoilerly because I just think it's her superpowers but there, she is basically Marvel Superman in a lot of ways. Like, I told you that a long time ago, didn't I? Ultimately powerful, right? Yeah. And so there is some some bit of complaint I'm hearing about. Well, then what's you know what's it matter? She can just do anything, and I'm just like, I love. It's like the end of Matrix, man. I love that stuff. I love when Neo's just like, I own this place, man. Like that kind of stuff gives me energy. I think that's really fun to think. Okay, just because you know somebody is overpowered doesn't mean it's not interesting or compelling. You know, how do they use those overpowers? What do they do with them? See,
2: uh, and I'm going to agree with you on that, that she is way more powerful than anybody besides maybe Thor that we've seen in the MCU. But I will say this, people are comparing a hero's powers to how they compare to a villain's powers, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So people are looking at Captain Marvel and saying, "Well, she's just going to wipe the floor with Thanos. Mm -hmm. People forget. Thanos is not the biggest bad in the in the Marvel Universe right he is a mid-level villain it's just in the MCU he's the biggest one we've seen well and there, he has all the he has
1: the stones right like that's the main thing is he, yeah. he has the ability to to use those stones yeah. to be ultra powerful Even
2: with the Infinity Gauntlet Thanos is not the most powerful villain in the MCU or in the Marvel Universe like not even close yeah so it just gets me excited because I'm like Oh, maybe that means the Chaos King or Galactus or, you know, all these Mm -hmm. other amazing villains I know are out there are, you know, on the horizon, you know. So it gets me pumped for that. Nice. Yeah. Um, My big negative for this movie is I think that there is absolutely no reason for this movie to take place in the 90s. Mm. No reason at all. And um, period. Is there a reason for it not to? Because here, okay, so I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, why not? Because I look at period piece origin stories and I think, well, there has to be a reason for it to take place in that time. Okay. You look at Wonder Woman or Captain America, you know, the reason they take place in World War Two era is because or World War One and World War Two is because you get to see how that environment and that world has shaped them into the person they are now, you know, Mm -hmm. like seeing the atrocities of war has given captain America, this nobility, you know, this from the greatest generation, you know, and seeing trench warfare and seeing uh, all that kind of stuff is what made Diana Prince realize the atrocities that are outside of Themyscira, you know, there is nothing in the nineties, that lends itself to make me think it had to take place in the 90s for a captain marvel origin story.
1: So, uh, let's uh let's transition this into uh, we know the next wonder woman movie takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Are you going to feel the same way about that? It depends. How is that going to lend it, it's all depending on what the story they're telling is because because i get what you i mean i i i sense that i understand and actually sympathize with part of what you're saying which is sometimes you're just doing you're just doing nostalgia porn you know sometimes you're just and this movie
2: definitely does yeah
1: sometimes you're just like okay we're gonna put this in the 90s because you know what people remember the 90s and they're gonna love and i think that's the only i
2: think that's the only reason they did the 90s well i gotta
1: tell you it worked on me a couple times there was it's it's so funny in a movie like this Where you've got a superpower doing super, you know, super superhero doing superpower stuff. Yeah. One of the most excited moments I got in the entire movie, she's walking through Blockbuster and there's a copy of the Hudsucker Proxy behind her. Oh, and and you're like, it's the Hudsucker proxy." Proxy. <laughs> like, those crazy, I love that movie. those crazy Cohen brothers. <laughs> everybody's forgotten about that movie. Yep. Um. It's just funny. That's how nostalgia works, right? It's yeah. just like, hey, there's that thing that I love. Yeah. So, anyways, continue with your thought. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um,
2: also, this movie contradicts information from the
1: MCU. Ooh. Do we have to wait to spoilers to hear the details? I think or... I can talk about it now. All right. Go ahead.
2: So, because all the information is from the other movies, you go back to the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. They're all gathered in that room around Loki's scepter that has mm-hmm. the mindset stone in it right okay and they're talking about uh, they're all questioning nick fury they're saying why are you building up this armory why are you building up all these you know hydro weapons and converting them and he points at thor and he says because of him and i'm quoting last year not only did we w- learn we are not alone in the universe but that we are hopelessly and hilariously outgunned
1: mm, mm-hmm. he's known since the 90s apparently well okay see i don't yes but I still think he could have said that exact same thing, even having gone through what he went through in this movie. Like, I don't, like, as a human being, he's talking about a very specific set of events that happened a year ago, right? He's so, talking
2: about Thor, you know, and the the right. Colossus. And he's you know, also using thought. the pronoun we. So yeah.
1: it's not like he's saying I, he's saying we. You know, like, in general, okay, you know, stuff's hitting the fan. Like, yeah. now we know. And plus, we, um, the the honesty of we know we're out, like outgunned, hilariously outgunned. Um That, you know, there's nothing in in this movie, I would say, that would make him think we're hilariously outgunned. In yeah. fact, knowing what he knows in this movie, he probably thinks we're cool. Like, he's got his pager, and, you know, we're good. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think I can make that make sense. I don't think it's too far off. But I yeah. get what you're saying. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Also, um, oh, what was I thinking? It had to do something with... <sighs> What was Shield's purpose before, like this whole initiative?
1: I totally, I have no idea. They didn't really address it in this movie, so yeah. I, I was, I was a little confused by that. Um, there could be a good explanation. I just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't so, either. So, yeah, yeah, some of those questions are a little interesting.
2: Yeah, and that's another thing with this movie. It did give me way more questions than answers, as 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 it pertains to Shield. Sam Jackson and their whole thing. Like right. if you're gonna have the period, piece be the nineties, you know, and the founding of the new SHIELD, tell me what SHIELD was before. Well, if we're gonna have Shield, them.
1: do we know I mean Shield existed Captain America, right? Like that isn't that where SHIELD started? I think so. But then again I don't know I, I don't know you're what they've been to, yeah, what have like, they been doing since the forties. Right, no totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, somebody so, knows somebody, somebody has the has answer to, to that and knows the continuity. But yeah. this movie does not uh, does not address that continuity in any satisfying way. Yeah, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. And I would agree with that. I actually would agree with that.
2: Uh, also, my one last thing I'm going to say with this, and it's more of a question. Do you think that this movie can fall into the since it's prequel? It There are no stakes.
1: Um. Yes, I, I certainly. Yes. I feel like that's possible. I did not feel that. I, here's my thing. I think. I think we over uh, overestimate the importance of stakes. I think things can be compelling even when you know the outcome. You know, you can still get invested or get. We're human beings, Look right? In
2: infinity War. We know we, they're all coming back.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Suspension yeah. of disbelief. All that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's become shorthand for. Um, boring. And I don't know that that's the case. Something can, you know, have um, known stakes, which is different than not having stakes, by the way, having known stakes is different and still be exciting and interesting and fun and and clever and all that. Um, so I don't like it when it's used as a cop out, but I do get the complaint. I do get the complaint of, well, what does it matter? Right. Yeah. I just I guess it's easier for me to suspend my disbelief and go because it's a story and I'm listening to a story and you know so yeah i i find that uh to be used sometimes as a cop-out even though i understand what people mean by it so yeah. i i don't think it affects this movie hardly at all for me
2: yeah uh i'd be interested after endgame whenever we see that where you and i put captain marvel on the mcu list
1: now do you see um because oh because you're saying we'll we'll probably do a re-rank on uh, after endgame which I, I, I imagine think, so well, i imagine we will too um where do you put it right now though uh it's Probably in the lower regions. Yeah, I probably have it right in the middle. It's it's right. There's this nice chunk in the middle of the MCU that I just I really like these movies. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like over the moon for them. Like these, you know, three or four um But it's also not like, man eh, that's not really that good. Like these three or four, you know what I mean? So
2: yeah, here's the thing with the MCU: there's like three movies that I consider bad, and then there's like three movies I consider good, and then the rest of my love. So that's why it's in the lower <laughs> so region. It's in the, it's in the
1: good. It's, it's just in like, the good. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely nice. not in
2: the love though.
1: Nice. Um, well, there you go. There's some thoughts on Captain Marvel. We would love to hear your thoughts as well. As always. Uh, tweet at us, um, send us an email, feedback at sifpop.com, whatever you want to do, would love to hear from you. All right, on to the Best Ever Challenge. Yes. <laughs> uh, this week we're doing Kick Butt Females, and so this will be movies led by a female um, who's really kicking some tail. So what? Are, I have six. All right. Do you have uh, five in order since we've been doing five now? Uh, are we actually ranking them? Okay, uh, yeah. g- give me
2: uh, two seconds sure.
1: here. Sure. Actually, you know what? They're in order. <laughs> <laughs> you just did it naturally. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you want to check out the official Sifpop.com list, just go to Sifpop.com and click on it. Um, that comes from all the different gurus and contributors uh, that contribute to what happens at Sifpop. Um, but these are ours. These are our yeah. best ever. Uh, movies that feature a kick butt female and i'll start at number five which i have it way too low for most people but mad max fury road is, furiosa yeah is what i have oh, No, she's five. number four
2: for me oh well, there you go so yeah um yeah let's just oh trump <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right what's your number five i'm gonna go with alita battle angel
1: ooh
2: I, you know what, the more I think about it, I'm officially just going to say I love that movie. Wow. Nice. I, love I mean, movie. obviously,
1: if you've got it on your list. Yeah, I that's great. I think that she
2: is a kick butt character with, you know, a story arc that's fascinating and where this story goes from here. I'm so excited
1: to get back into that world. That's great, man. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I enjoyed that movie more than most as well. I don't, I don't feel like I love it. I feel very similar to it than um, Ready Player One. You know, it's interesting where it's like, man, I really enjoyed being in that world. There's a lot, you know, that that technically I can think my way through and go, "Okay, maybe they could have done that different or I didn't quite like that." But at the end of the day, I come through it and I go, "I kind of had a good time with that. Yeah. I kind of want to go back there. I kind of want to see what's going on." Yeah. And I feel the same way about Alita. I really do. I I had a good time with that. Probably even more than Ready Player One actually. Yeah. So, I don't that doesn't bother me at all. All right.
2: Now, Emperor Furious. Yeah, so.
1: talk about her. Well, you had her higher, so on. you didn't no, kick you it off. No, you had
2: her higher. You had a number
1: four. I had a number five. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what? A lot of people can look at that movie and say, well, it's a Mad Max movie.
1: It's a it's a Furiosa. No, it's a movie. Furiosa movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's, you know, it would be hard uh, to argue that's a Mad Max movie. Exactly. When it comes down to it, yeah, it's a Furiosa road is what it is. Yeah. Um, but man, that is well, I the movie knows it. She's she's the one on the poster, right? Like, you yeah, know, she's the one that's in the marketing more. So yeah, yeah. totally. Hardy's just in the background groveling. You know, <laughs> Mad Max. Charlize, man. No, True.
2: she. Oh, you could put so many Charlize movies. I've got
1: more. <laughs> you have, like,
2: uh, maybe Eon Flux or, you know, Atomic Blonde. Or I don't, don't want to say ones that you probably have on those, so I'm just going to well, stop Well, I have right Atomic there.
1: Blonde on honorable mention, so. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, man, she is just so confident. You know, the she's awesome in so many different ways in that movie. She's awesome because she kicks butt, but she's awesome because she's doing something just in an unjust world, you know, right. trying to save these girls, you know. And it's just so cool, it's like, seeing that there is some law in this in this wasteland, yeah, and it's her, and
1: I just the way she leads in that movie, you yeah. know, the way she leads those other women, and I just it's such, it's so great. I, I just I really enjoy that performance. I enjoy the thematic, you know, material involved there. I just it's such an interesting movie. So yeah, definitely worth being on there. I
2: love Fury Road. It's what I think wasn't my favorite movie that last year. That year I can't remember, but I remember it was mm-hmm. definitely a top five movie. Uh, what do you got?
1: My number 4 is Fifth Element. Lilu? Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> great, great, man. She's great. Um and, you know, she has she's another one that's proven that she can do that, she, you know, in Resident Evil and in other movies as well. Oh yeah. Know? So uh, Mia Jovavich. Yes, exactly. Um I think she owns the movie. I think she's the heart of the movie. I think Bruce Willis is almost a secondary character that is there for her journey. Um, and he's the one that's, you know, learning from her in this movie about, you know, what it means to be broader than just stuck in your, you know, doldrum life. She's the and, one that
2: pushes the story forward. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's some amazing stuff in there. That opera scene with Chris is, Tucker. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fabulous. Uh,
0: so yeah.
1: lots of great stuff in the fifth element. If you haven't ever checked it out. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? At number three, Diana Prince, Wonder Woman good choice good I mean choice on my honorable mentions that
2: scene with her you know walking through no man's land I keep looking back whenever I was in the theaters and it actually made me cry of how powerful it was yeah so I mean she killed that role as if I was ranking like not based on the movie and just based on the character mm-hmm. she'd be number one but I'm basing these on right. the movies yes so yeah
1: good call good call yeah. um you may have this one higher because i know how much you love it um my number three is arrival um i think i didn't
2: count her as a kick butt oh character. she's kicking all
1: kinds of butt in that movie man she's
2: kicking mental
1: butts that's right and yeah. it counts <laughs> it, it uh, is you, a bit of a stretch no i i get that it's a bit of a stretch it's but just I not like where it. my head was because totally. you know
2: from this movie you know i was thinking more yeah. physical kicking yeah. butt and stuff but like she that.
1: really does you yeah. know in with her brain you know and, and that's and the thing about that character for me is well think about the character will always be how she was robbed of an academy award yeah cuz she's incredible in that movie but the thing about that character beyond that is that she is holding the weight of that movie without going into spoilers in so many different ways at so many different times of the movie and she's always finding a way to carry through and to walk forward and to take the next step and to figure out what it means and man i just love that character
2: it makes me wonder if denise had her only read certain parts of the script oh yeah you know just to hide factual you know information but then i'm like no it's amy adams i bet she just knew what she was doing because she's that good yeah no i think she's just that good yeah that's my Uh, number three uh my number two then sure sarah connor i'm counting her for
1: more which movie you gonna uh, which movie i mean
2: she's more the lead character in terminator one as opposed to judgment day but i think she's way more ba and judgment day yeah So I think that's the one I'm going to land on. I think T2
1: is the right choice there. Yeah,
2: yeah. T2 is in my top 100 movies of all time. Yeah, Not the first one. I mean, I love the first one, but T2 just changed the game. Yeah. With effects that hold up to this day. They really
1: do. It's a good choice. That was in my honorable mentions. Okay. For sure.
2: I mean, that's that's a maternal butt kicker right there. To protect my son.
1: Uh, Go from maternal butt kicker to robot butt kicker. Uh, I've got Ex Machina number two
2: yeah man that's a good one that should have been in my honorable mentions that's
1: like the entire you know she also kicks butt with her brain through a lot of this her computer brain for a lot of this movie and And then then, also yeah (laughs) that hallway scene is just insane was that hallway scene one shot
2: no, it wasn't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But it's it's intense.
1: Yeah. So that's my number two. I think that's a great movie. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> a great well
2: movie is an understatement.
1: Well worth checking out. Yeah. Uh,
2: all right, we up to our number ones. I think we have the same one probably. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Ripley.
1: No. Okay. Honorable mentions for
2: me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ripley is which, the. Which opi- movie did you pick? Uh, I'm gonna go with actually the first one.
1: I had Aliens. In my uh, honorable mention,
2: I'm not trying to take away how awesome she is in that one, but you know she had the m- space marines with her, you know. So, well, and
1: again, if it were just the actual character that we were ranking, she probably would have been, you yeah. know, like my number one. I just haven't been into the alien franchise as much as a lot of people have. So and
2: I am way, I love. I know the you whole, do. Yeah, I know so. you do. I
1: knew this would be high on your list. Yeah um so
2: if i was to pick one um i think i like the movie aliens more
1: mm-hmm. me too
2: but uh for the purposes of this i might go with alien
1: that way you don't have to go cameron at one and two <laughs>
0: yeah exactly That's a, that's a
2: good, good. i didn't even think of that
1: yeah all right so what do you have as your number one the force awakens <laughs> Oh. i love me some ray man and not rain man uh some ray man. she's in
2: my honorable mentions
1: uh boy that movie is such a pure shot of nostalgia adrenaline taking something that you love and playing all those notes you know and i just i think she's so perfect and i love what she does there so yeah, yeah. so honorable mentions
2: Yeah, we can do some honorable mentions. I had one that was questionable whether or not you can consider this one a lead or not. Okay. If you can, then she's definitely high up on my list. Trinity.
1: I don't think you can. Okay. I think Neo's got to be the lead in those movies. I mean, I know she's amazing in them, and she's actually... There was a phrase I just heard, um, and I'm not going to remember what it is, and I don't want to take the time to look it up, but there's this idea of female characters in movies (coughs) Um, it's kind of a version of uh, the idea of fridging, if you've ever heard that, where you take a female character and then you make them the motivating factor for the male instead of you know, oh, the primary okay. character. Yeah, it's a version of this where you take a female character, you set her up to be incredible and amazing only so that the male character can be a little more incredible and amazing. And'm I'm not I'm not giving intent to that. I'm not saying that's why yeah. they do that. It's just a, a storytelling technique. Um, and it can be done with men as well. You know, you can have yeah. an amazing kick butt guy and then just to show, okay, here's the next level of that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I definitely feel like Neo is the the main character in the, in the Matrix movies. Yeah. Yeah. My other honorable
2: mention is she's not the main, but she is a butt kicker and that was a Wild Style.
1: Oh, yeah. In the Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, I had Colossal um i thought she was pretty amazing uh, i in that haven't movie. seen that one yet you should check that out man i really think you'd enjoy that that's the one that's like the metaphor for alcoholism mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. That. yeah yeah it's very interesting great movie uh kill bill i think we have to mention i hate those movies yeah that's true i would forgotten you hate those um and then this one is my favorite this was actually suggested by a contributor to sif pop and when i thought about it i was like oh, yeah, i love this uh chicken run that's really good isn't that a great choice that's a really good choice that's actually. a great choice yeah so many people
2: just think of oh that's the movie that mel gibson was in but no he's no, not the lead he's in not, that not movie. the lead in that no, movie no
1: not at all no that's a great choice actually yeah so that was that was one of my favorite honorable love mentions love that movie i haven't seen that movie in forever <laughs> yeah that's a good one definitely one to check yeah. out so there you go there's the uh, best ever movies that feature and i haven't seen brave
2: so i don't know if meredith is cool or not
1: i you know i thought about putting brave on there <sighs> Um, But yeah, uh, I mean, I think she's great and I think the movie's great. So yeah, considerable and honor- honorable mention after the fact. Nice. Um. All right. Before we head on to the SIF quest for this week, just a reminder that you can be a member of SIF Pop starting at three bucks a month. Get some pretty fun uh, perks along with that. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on at the website. We did a members only show pre-show that we do for the podcast that's available in your own podcast feed. And today Andrew played a uh, origin story game with me where he gave the origin story of the comic book characters and had me try to guess who that character was in the MCU. Cause they're very different sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Let's just say I did not do well, <laughs> but if you want to check that out, become a SIF pop member starts at three bucks a month. Also some other fun perks there too. And again, you can check out all the fun at SIF pop dot com Uh, to be a member go to patreon.com slash sift pop all right on to the sift quest this comes to us from neil via email hey neil neil says with so much good stuff to watch on tv i got to thinking about what tv show i had spent the most time watching over my life what tv show do you think you've spent the most time watching in your entire life it's an interesting thought experiment, isn't it? Yeah, I had an easy answer for this. I think I have an easy answer as well, but I went ahead and <clears throat> and did four different categories of answers. Okay. Um. But uh, why don't you start? What's your easy answer? Easy answer is Harmon Quest. Ooh. So I would have never. There's
2: so, barely okay, any episodes. So, of that. so here's the thing. Every single night, I used Harman Quest as ASMR to fall asleep. I would put it on the TV in front of me and I would watch about an hour every single night for over a year.
1: Wow. Every single night. So I did the math. So 365 hours at least.
2: Uh, I did the math and it's roughly 16 to 17 days of watching Harman Quest. Wow. Um, But I think, like, if just, you know, watching a show for the passion and joy of it, Mm -hmm. I might have to go with Scrubs. Oh, okay. Scrubs or Parks and Rec. It's one of the two because they're both way up there on movie or shows that I I watch all the time. Yeah, I
1: tried to think about this in uh, number one, a literal sense, like you're doing with Harmon Quest. And I think yeah. in a literal sense, uh, there was a show I watched every single morning for about 10 years of my life Sports Center. I cannot hmm. think of another show that it's possible that I've seen more than Sports Center. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get that that's a little different, but it, it is a show. Yeah. You know? And so there was a, uh, like a decade of my life when that was, you know, every single morning I'd throw on, you know, the 10 o'clock sports center or whatever. How
2: much of my life I've spent watching The Simpsons now?
1: Well, that was then what I went to next was, okay, if we go with, you know, more of an enjoyment aspect, what show's been on the longest that I've watched? And that is absolutely The Simpsons. You figure, how many did they just hit? 30 something. Well, 30 seasons, but how many episodes? I think it's like 600 episodes that they just hit. Yeah. you think of 600 episodes. And it got renewed. <laughs> that's true. So that's about, you know, uh, 300 hours or so of Simpsons. Have you seen every
2: single episode of the Oh, Simpsons? yeah,
1: absolutely. Really? Then you add to that the fact that I've seen lots of them more than once, especially those first seven seasons. Oh, I used yeah. to watch those on um, syndication all the time, and now I have the, you know, the DVDs of those and have watched those, you know, over again. So I think I'm close to the, you know, 500 hour mark. Wow! On on probably watching um watching The Simpsons. So I have no
2: idea if you watched every single episode. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm a uh, completist in that. I way. know I've seen uh the Treehouse of Horror, like all of those because those are my favorite.
1: Six hundred and fifty four episodes right now. Wow,
2: that's great! And they're twenty minutes long each, roughly twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: About three an hour, so divide by three. You know, two hundred mm-hmm. and some. If you just watched them all once, which I know I have. Yeah. And then, of course, how many have I watched over and over again? So that was another one of my answers. Uh, And then I got to thinking about what other shows have been on a long time that are longer than The Simpsons. And I've watched every single episode of Saturday Night Live. Now, You've seen every single episode of Saturday Every single episode of Saturday Night Live. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is right with me? <laughs> Cuz there's about 15 seasons of garbage in there somewhere. That's nah, not really true.
2: And what's I'm what's, not saying like connected. I'm just saying like there's like like there after not, Will Ferrell left, but there was like three seasons that were bad.
1: Sure, maybe it's taken overall. But then you've got these, you know, I guarantee some of your favorite skits come from those garbage seasons because that's just the way it happens. Like there's always something that breaks through to the pop culture consciousness. So I started thinking about, OK, so I've watched, um, you know, an hour to an hour and a half of Saturday Night Live over all that time. Mm-hmm. That adds up. Then how do you add in the times I've gone and rewatched, you know, uh, you know, Tom Foley or whatever, you know, down by the river sketch or, you know, in the Chris Farley Chippendale sketch or whatever. Like how many times I've just popped that on YouTube and been like, that counts, right? That's uh, part that, of that technically should. does count. So yeah. I think maybe Saturday Night Live is the answer. If
2: you've watched every single episode of Saturday Night Live, then that is definitely your answer.
1: Yeah, there is way I more think sports, I think sports Center every morning literally probably takes up more of that time, but it's hard to know. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, that is hard to know because I remember whenever I got off school, I watched Simpsons, then King of the Hill, and then whenever, you know, Round the Horn started on on ESPN, I started watching that daily, but yeah. Yeah, do yeah, definitely, it's definitely got to be either Parks and Rec or Scrubs because I don't think I've seen Scrubs all the way through at least six times.
1: Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's that's like me with the X Files. I was trying to think of the drama that I've seen the most and It's mm. probably the X Files. Drama you know. I've seen the most, maybe House, probably House. Mm, yeah, I've watched several House seasons of House. All.
2: I've watched House a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite show ever, man. It's fun to
1: think about though, right?
2: It is really fun to think about, but definitely without a question for me, the most actual time has been harman quest
1: very nicely done well, mainly that, because of that asmr experience of falling asleep to it doesn't strike me as an asmr kind of thing well, they don't really whisper a lot in that show
2: well it's more along the lines of white like, noise i can not white noise because i don't want it to come across that it's a boring show because i think it's absolutely hilarious yeah but like you know like you you can fall asleep to like you know because that's what it is it's an imagination you know and you know it's just you can Fall into your own imagination and then you fall asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Neil. We appreciate the question. Love to hear your answers as well on Twitter or feedback at sifpop.com. Uh, if you can think of something maybe we missed, but I think you're right about SNL. I think that's probably might might even go more than How long Sports has SportsCenter been on? Well, I mean, it's been on forever, but I only watched about 10 decades of it. Um, 10
2: decades? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years Come on here. a decade
1: <laughs> then
2: never mind <laughs> support center is
1: definitely <laughs> so i don't know Some, maybe somebody can do the math and let us know yeah all right before we finish out we've got our buried treasure what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about I'll what do you, you got go- andrew i'll let you go first oh, i get to go first uh-huh. um i'm going to talk about an app Ooh. Uh, that is also a service so it's, it's kind of both things. And then it also deals with television and movies. Okay. YouTube TV. Um, we have subscribed to YouTube television. And it is like 35 bucks a month. Wow. And it's great. It's wonderful. Um, basically, it's all your local networks. You have unlimited DVR space. You can record anything. Um, it's completely replaced Hulu. You know, as far as except for the original content that you might want to get on Hulu, mm-hmm. um, because it's just it's every like everything's there. And now I can watch, you know, live sports more, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got it to I kind of was like, well, I'll try this out for the Oscars because I wanted something I could stream the Oscars from instead of trying to mess with, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, and it was like, wow, I really like this um, the setup like the the way they do it and how user-friendly it is and i was like i'm gonna keep doing this so so yeah i didn't know if you did it because cobra kai is coming back soon (laughs) well that is a little bit of a bonus which i don't know if you
2: watch trailers for tv shows i don't okay well they just released a trailer for season two it
1: looks really good it doesn't surprise me yeah it looks really good yeah so the youtube originals (laughs) are on there now it is different than What's YouTube Bread called now? Um, I just
2: always knew it as YouTube Bread. and I know think it's they it. I think
1: they call it YouTube Premium now. Mm. It's a different thing than that. It's not like like there's still ads on my YouTube videos when I go watch those. It's oh. a, it's a different. It's a TV service yeah, kind for thirty
2: five bucks a month. You get rid of those ads.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it beats the hundred and fifty that you know satellite companies charge you. And, That's true. You know what I'm saying? so yeah. It's just it's people. And those are still commercials there too, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> So yeah. So, anyways, I just would say if you're looking for just a streaming service that gives you all of the TV that would usually air, you know, broadcast over the air, that kind of stuff, as well as all the like all the sports channels, which kind of blew my mind. I've watched so much Michigan basketball since I got this, which is oh, so great. That's probably um, worth the
2: thirty five bucks alone for right? you, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and like, I was talking to somebody else who's a big baseball fan, and like the MLB Network is part of the package, so you can watch like all the baseball ever um all oh, the baseballs <laughs> <laughs> which to me feels like one game is all the baseballs ever sometimes those games are so long yeah um but anyways i just wanted to throw it out there if you're looking for an inexpensive alternative, uh, alternative you don't want to go full cut the cord mm-hmm. uh and you're looking for an inexpensive streaming uh service youtube tv is great sling does a similar service uh the sling packages are a little more complicated a little different um and don't quite have as many of the the channels that the youtube one does but um and there are a couple others as well but they're they're out there you know 30 40 bucks a month and you get everything so that's cool yeah so there you go youtube tv
2: nice me yeah what do you got um i revisited a movie that i had really high really really high in my top 100 movies and uh after viewing it i've come to the conclusion that i'm pushing it all the way up to number three greatest movie of all time whoa whiplash
1: yeah it's so good right
2: i mean i watched it the other day and it just i can't there's nothing wrong with that movie it is literally (laughs) perfect it is literally a perfect movie yeah i mean jk simmons gives what i consider a top five greatest performances of all time um the fact that a lot of people don't think of it this movie like this the villain wins in that movie jk simmons wins I I think we could have a long
1: discussion about this. I'm not sure he does.
2: Because his whole motivation in that movie is to get his own Chet Baker, Uh you know, and he tortures uh, Andrew throughout that entire movie. Andrew's the name of the character, by the way, in case you didn't (laughs) think it was talking about me, but he tortures him throughout that entire movie to make him his one protege who actually makes it. Right. That
1: is the beautiful discussion of that movie is, you know, who's right. Yeah. Is he right? Right.
2: Like, But then at the end of the movie, yes, they're, they're at odds with each other, but he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I consider that a movie like Empire Strikes Back or
1: uh, Infinity War where the villain wins, he gets what he wants. I think there's a distinction between wins and it was right. I think you could say he was right with his beliefs, but I don't think he wins. I think he is disappointed in the outcome in that movie. You think that J.K. Simmons is disappointed because he did not see that talent in him; he gave up on him. So for him, it's it's a failure of his own observation of talent. I think.
2: Well, during that whole movie, it talks about uh, he keeps referencing. I can't remember uh the other musician's mm-hmm. name, but but throwing a symbol at Chet Baker's head, right. calling yeah, yeah, him yeah. the bird. You know, right. like that's how I always looked at it, like metaphorical, like. Him humiliating Andrew in front of that Lincoln sitter audience, you know, right. is the symbolization of him throwing that symbol at his right. head. And instead of, you know, him just going, oh, OK, fine. He he rises to the occasion. Right. So, yeah, he I don't know if he gave up on him or not, if it was just purely vengeful, you know, to spite him for getting him fired or whatever. Right. But either way. Like you said, I think there could be a really fun discussion about that. Absolutely, and
1: that's what makes the movie so genius. But
2: regardless, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. And I think in 10 to 20 years, people will be, and I genuinely believe this, people will be talking about uh, Whiplash as like the possible modern Citizen Well game. especially
1: because 10 or 20 years from now Damien Chazelle is going to have like you know six or seven other masterpieces that he's put together <laughs> yeah. by then. But <laughs> so. honestly
2: I think it's going to be considered one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, it's like not the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, I just I can't put it above Lord of the Rings or the good the bad and the ugly but like from a technical standpoint it's the best movie.
1: How old was Damien Chazelle when he made Whiplash?
2: 28? 29
1: i don't know i came out 2014 it came out 2014 okay so we'll look up damien's age he was if it came out in 2014 he was uh yeah he was 20 no 30 no wait he's 28 now so he was 23 or 24 No, no no he was 28 no you're right he was 28 when he made it okay yep sorry my math was way off Uh, it happened math is stupid 28 year old making the third best movie of all time when did spielberg have his big debut like how old was he when he made jaws yeah Mm, let's find out let's play the age game yeah
2: (laughs) so jaws came out in 75 Mm Hmm. so let's look how old spielberg when he was born he was 28 was he really yeah that is so cool yeah that is so cool (laughs) So yeah, everything's <laughs> lining up for Chazelle to be the next Spielberg. There you go, very nicely
1: done. Well, we did it, man. Woo! We did a podcast. Yeah, we did. We set our hearts to podcasting, and our hearts were like, "We're game." We went binary. <laughs> podinary. Yeah, podinary. Thank you so much for checking out Sif Pop today. We appreciate you being here. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or you can search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for being here again. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, you can check him out at uh, Flick Freaks on the social medias. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Much love and gratitude to our supporters at Patreon, our monthly Sif Pop members. You help make Sif Pop a real thing. Thank you for doing that. It starts Three bucks a month, you get access to every bonus episode in your own podcast feed, as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Uh, also, your support as a member will be directly helping Sifpop expand this year to some fun new areas. You can find out more at Patreon.com/sifpop. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us: you can leave a comment, you can rate or leave a review at iTunes, which helps out a lot, uh, or email us feedback at feedback@sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listing is much easier than finding a copy of the hudsucker proxy at your local blockbuster the only one left <laughs> that's right uh we're gonna do some spoiler chat for uh, captain marvel that should be next up in your podcast feed and then next week uh we'll either be talking about five feet apart which is the sif pop movie of the week next week uh, or maybe triple frontier that's uh, out on netflix hmm. so or maybe both who knows who knows stay tuned but we'll see you then